0: Thanks for tuning in today to I've Heard That Song Before. I'm your host, Joe Hunter, and today my co-host is... Cleveland saxophonist, composer, and educator, Ernie Krivda. Hello, Joe. Each week, we like to examine a song from the Great American Songbook, and this week, Ernie, you've chosen one of the great Cole Porter songs, a very controversial song, Love for Sale.
1: Yes, a lot of people object to the performance of this tune, especially by the character that it is, which is a young woman.
0: As we both know, it's a classic jazz instrumental song. Yes,
1: it's a tune that has value on a number of different levels. I mean, it's been a favorite of jazz musicians for a long time. I'd love to play this tune myself. It's got a great form. It has great chord changes. Nice
0: long form, too. Exactly. It's like
1: 72 bars long or something. It's really it, great for a yeah, It's challenging, yet it's comfortable. It fits the genre that we deal mm-hmm. with.
0: I think I was introduced to it On that Cannonball Adderley record, an album called Something Something Else, else. right, that Miles Davis was the producer of. I mean, I knew what the song was about, sort of, but I didn't really know. No, (laughs) I I had
1: no clue as to the lyrics for the longest time until I became curious about these things. The tune was just a vehicle for expression. Yeah, for
0: improvisation. That's for me, too. Well, before we really delve into the reasons why this is such a controversial lyric, I thought we should listen to it first. And we've chosen a version by the great Ella Fitzgerald, and we chose this version specifically because it included the verse to the song, which is very important, I think, if you're going to understand the total
1: story here. It's integral to the drama. Right,
0: absolutely. It's narrative at the beginning of it. So this comes from one of the songbooks that, of course, Ella recorded in the 1950s, Arrangements by Nelson Riddle. This came from Ella Fitzgerald does the Cole Porter songbook. These wonderful songbooks produced by Norman Grants, I believe, was yes. responsible for those recordings. Verve Records. Yes, Verve Records. So we'll start with our selected song today, the controversial haunting melody Love for Sale. Words and music by Cole Porter. This is sung by Ella Fitzgerald.
2: When the only sound in the empty street Is the heavy tread of the heavy feet That belongs to a lonesome kind The moon so long has been gazing down on the wayward ways of the wayward town that her smile becomes a smirk. still unspoiled love that's only slightly soiled love for sale of love better far than they if you want the thrill of love I've been through the It's pipe. Love!
0: Fitzgerald singing Love for Sale, Words and Music by Cole Porter. And, wow, Ernie, that's quite a lyric, quite a story we're dealing with here. Yes, it Uh, is. (laughs) I mean, certainly Cole Porter, he's written some of the most adult themes of the great composers of the American song. this would be one of those. This is absolutely one of
1: them. Well, first of all, Ella Fitzgerald is, of course, one of the great singers of the age. Absolutely. So just hearing Ella Fitzgerald sing anything, you know, Mm -hmm. is a tremendous experience, Always. But every singer, every performer of this tune is faced with a dilemma. First of all, it's so easy just to do the tune because it's a beautiful song. It's so rich in its musical values. Great chords, great melodies. Oh, and to sing the melody Mm -hmm. too. It's a beautiful singing melody. But then underlying all this is this incredible dark story. It's very tragic. Deeply, yeah. deeply tragic. Yeah. And set up by one of the master storytellers of all time. Mm-hmm. And he really does his magic over here. We're talking about Cole, oh, Porter. Cole
0: Porter. And of course we know he, he's one of the few that handled both the words and the music. Exactly. It's interesting to note that Porter actually had a lot of formal training in music. It sounds like I that. mean the first thing I noticed right off, which I think is brilliant and it's no accident. The opening line, love for sale, you look at the original score of that, it's a major chord. The word love, it's a major chord, very bright, and immediately love for sale. This notion of something beautiful being sullied. You know, by yeah, commerce. Exactly. And then immediately the, the whole harmonic palette changes. We go from something very bright to dark immediately. That was a deliberate decision. Yes, well,
1: that is why you know, yeah. what he is... One of the masters. He's able to work that kind of thing. And the drama that he uses with the harmonies as he builds the melody.
0: And we're having a lot of fun today talking about a wonderful, wonderful song by Cole Porter, who wrote the words and the music. And we've been discussing the controversy of this song, and I'm referring to Love for Sale. Ernie, this song was so controversial, you couldn't sing these lyrics on the radio till something like 1970 or something. It was an instrumental hit for a lot of people, but you never heard these words because of the
1: subject matter. The drama explicitly deals with prostitution yes that's true this is not
0: your ordinary love song
1: no this is a sad sad story about a young woman who loses herself to this way of life yeah and so has nothing to look forward to except this bleak existence but what we can do is admire the artistry of cole Porter as he sets up the scenario for this tragic story and it was great that we got to hear the verse Yes. Because the verse is a narrative.
0: Well, Ernie, let's have you read the entire song, including this narrative first on the beginning as well as the refrain of the song.
1: Oh, okay. He sets up the scene when the only sound on the empty street is the heavy tread of the heavy feet that belong to a lonesome cop. eye open shop. When the moon so long has been gazing down in the wayward ways of this wayward town that her smile becomes a smirk. I go to work.
0: I like that cynicism. Right.
1: Very cynical. Yeah. She doesn't have a whole lot of respect for her clientele. As mm-hmm. She proceeds now to go about merchandising. Pitch. Now she's <laughs> pitching. Here's the pitch. Love for sale. Appetizing young love for sale. Love that's fresh and still unspoiled. Love that's only slightly soiled. Love for sale. And she goes on now. Now you really start to get the feeling of her presence. Who will buy? Who would like to sample my supply? Who's prepared to pay the price for a trip to paradise? Love for sale. And once again, now we're all drawn into her and she turns to us now in a narrative and this is almost arrogant. Let the poets pipe of love in their childish ways. I know every type of love better far than they. If you want the thrill of love, I've been through the mill of love. Old love, new love, every love but true love. That's, That's it right there. the huh? point of the mm-hmm. tune that really brings out the poignancy and the tragedy of this whole story because that is devastating. And as she continues now, there's a different attitude. Now it's kind of like, let's close the deal and get this over with love for sale, appetizing young love for sale, she repeats. If you want to buy my wares, follow me and climb the stairs love for sale
0: isn't it incredible you were pointing out for that split second she reveals herself her vulnerability her right. heart she lets you see it for a second and then that window is closed and we're right back into the tough veneer. hard-headed business yes, again absolutely yeah.
1: the crafting of this dark story is superb and monumental but that doesn't make it any less disturbing
0: yes Well, I think we should listen to another version of it. This will not contain the verse. So we're going to actually start right on the refrain where she starts with love for sale. But Julie London, of course, who has that marvelous,
1: sultry, sort of... Very sensual. Very sensual. Really
0: had a kind of a reputation as almost a pinup girl, really. Oh,
1: she was. She was beautiful. Yes. And leaving out the verse allows her to create a different scenario, one that is more in keeping with her particular image and her way of delivering the tune.
0: Well, let's listen to Julie London sing this Cole Porter standard love for sale. Does bring a nice blase quality.
3: Love that's fresh and still unspoiled. Love that's only slightly soiled. Love for sale. Let the poets pipe of love in their childish way I know every type of love better far than they If you want the thrill of love, I've been through the mill We love, but true love.
0: Julie London singing
1: Cole Porter's
0: Love for Sale. Ernie, I love the way that faded off into the night there. I know,
1: this is a very interesting version. I mean, it's a different setting. Taking away the verse, takes it off the street. And as she opens up, when she begins singing, see this vision this beautiful girl walking into the bar and sitting herself down at the stool there this is a much more worldly situation where kind of everybody knows what's going on and she's much more understated about the story still a sad story you know with no good end in sight but once again just a different setting for this tune
0: when she got to that bridge but the let the poets pipe of love there was this wonderful confidence very (laughs) self-assured But again, both her and Ella, I really feel like they both understood what we've sort of identified as the crux of the story here. You know, every kind of love except one thing, true love, that moment when the character who's singing the song reveals the pain. Right. Well, Ernie, it's quite a lot of fun to talk about the story, to these words. But as we've been saying, just as a tune, jazz guys have loved it. This is
1: a great blowing. Wonderful tune to improvise on.
0: So, I thought we would continue after the break with an instrumental version of the song. And this is going to be by one of the great minds and set of hands, too, <laughs> in jazz. And I'm talking about Art Tatum. Oh, I need geez, to say about Art Tatum. <laughs> yes. If you're listening to I've Heard That Song Before, I'm your host, Joe Hunter. And my co host this week is Cleveland saxophonist composer Ernie Krivda. and We'll be right back. Did you grow up in the 70s, 80s, or early 90s? Then tune in to Gen X Grown Up the podcast by Gen Xers who refuse to outgrow the things they grew up loving. Join Gen X Grown Up each week to talk media, tech, toys and games from yesterday and today, all through the eyes of Generation Xers. Find Gen X Grown Up on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. If you like the show, please be sure to leave them a review. Find out more at genxgrownup.com. Welcome back. I'm your host, Joe Hunter, and my co-host this week in studio is Cleveland saxophonist, composer, and educator Ernie Krivda.
1: Hello, Joe.
0: And we're having a lot of fun listening and examining Cole Porter's love for sale. Yes. And I thought we would listen now to one of the great... Jazz artists of the 20th century interpret this marvelous song, Art Tatum.
1: Everything that Art played was a vehicle for Art. Right. (laughs) That's so true. Art Tatum could transform a Tin Pan Alley novelty tune into a piece of art. Right. This tune actually has a lot more substance than a lot of tunes that he recorded.
0: Absolutely. And this recording comes from a series of recordings that Norman Grants, again, we talked about earlier, produced in the 1950s. I have to say, Ernie, I think this is one of the great contributions that Norman Grants ever did to the world of music and culture. Between 1950 and, say, 55, would rent a studio for the day, tune the piano, buy a case of beer, and let Art Tatum play whatever he wanted to. And these solo piano recordings from the early 50s were absolutely some of the high points of jazz artistry.
1: Norm loved his artists, and he knew them. And this is so typical of him, and this is an example of his great contributions. Absolutely.
0: This recording obviously came from one of the more casual recording dates. You'll hear some noise in the background, some coughing, and I think some even clapping and talking afterwards. I'm assuming that's Norman Grant's. So let's listen to Art Tatum play Cole Porter's Love for Sale. It was Art Tatum on the piano playing Love for Sale. My god.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a lot of notes there. Yeah, so anybody want to know what a virtuoso is? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Play that as an example. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you know, Art, art was based on a old tried-and-true method, which is theme and variations.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, if you'll notice, the theme of the tune is almost always present in a variety of ways. This is his modus operandi. This is Art Tatum. And it's amazing how he is able to fit Art Tatum' his thing oh. to these tunes, and he's yeah. just a, a magical improviser.
0: Is there anything more modern than those chords he's playing? I mean, I mean it's he just
1: reharmonizes <laughs> as he goes along. Yeah, right, exactly.
0: <laughs> I always feel when I listen to Art Tatum, I'm actually getting an opportunity to listen to a great brain function in real time, I and mean, it's just amazing to
1: me. That is oh. one just marvelous, marvelous player. That little interlude that he kept throwing in there. Now that we talked about the verse, I thought Maybe he was, going to play he was the, referring yes. or All in right. some way to it, but he kept throwing the interlude in between choruses to set up each variation.
0: You know, I, I think I'm remiss, I should have pointed out to our listeners, for those of you who are not aware of this, Art Tatum was blind. Oh, that guy was playing all that piano. Just didn't really seem to bother him. Didn't seem to bother him at <laughs> all. And it's a lot of notes to be playing and not see anything. Well, when we come back, we're going to hear our final version of Cole Porter's Love for Sale. And Ernie, I think this is interesting because it's kind of a combination of the two things, both a instrumentalist jazz-influenced take on it, as well as someone singing the lyrics. Yeah,
1: this is a virtuoso singer. Using this tune as a vehicle for his virtuosity. And we're referring to Mel Torme, the... Velvet Fog. The
0: Velvet Fog, thank you very much.
1: Writes the arrangements, he writes the lyrics, he writes songs, he acts. Yep. Mel does it all. Writes books, he did it all. <laughs> and that was just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Well, his approach to this song is interesting. I think the first thing our listeners will notice is he sings it about the woman. He doesn't sing it in first person. In other words, that might be a little uncomfortable.
1: Uh, yeah, I, he sings it in the second person. He refers to her. Or right. she, she does this, she does, does that. Right, Not me. But, you but, <laughs>
0: and there's also an incredible instrumental quality to his performance. We're going to hear some tremendous scat singing. You know, I'm not a big fan of scat singing, but I have to say he is among the few that is absolutely brilliant
1: at that. Well, he's a virtuoso. Truly. He's voice is a great instrument that he utilizes in a variety of ways, and he is very adept at oh, scat sure improvisation. Is.
0: I mean, he is so doggone specific, like a horn player.
1: He nails
0: everything. Yes, everything, yeah. absolutely. So why don't we listen to him? He's got a tremendous trio on this, and fortunately, Mel will introduce the band in the course of this performance, and you'll get a chance to know who's on piano, bass, and drums. So let's listen to Mel Torme, taken from a live recording from the mid-1990s. This is Mel singing Cole Porter's Love for Sale.
5: Thank you so much, Adrian. Love for sale Appetizing young love for sale Love that's fresh and still unspoiled Love that's only slightly soiled Love for sale Who? Who would like to sample her supply Who would care to pay the price For a trip to paradise Love For sale Let the poets pipe of love In their childish way She's known every type of love Better far than they She's known every thrill of love She's been through the mill of love Old love, new love Every love but true Love for sale, appetizing young love for sale. If you wanna buy her wares, follow her and climb the stairs. Love, Dee doo doo no doubt. down did not did did not Mike Renzi. lighten time is impeccable Let the poets pipe of love In their childish way She's known every type of love Better far than they She's known every thrill of love She's been through the mill of love Old love, new love Every love but true Love for sale Appetizing young love for sale If you want to buy her wares Follow her and climb the stairs Love for sale Love for sale Climb the stairs Buy her wares Still unspoiled Slightly soiled Love for sale for sale, love, love. Love, love, love. For sale.
0: And that was Mel Torme singing Cole Porter's Love for Sale,
1: obviously recorded live. Mel's version of this sort of takes the controversy away because you're kind of not really aware of
0: the story. At the end, he sort of alludes to it, doesn't he, with his slightly spoiled, slightly soiled...
1: Just a little bit, but he's not selling the story. He's selling Mel. And the tune as a vehicle. As a vehicle for the Mel thing, Mm -hmm. which is a considerable talent we're dealing with over here. However, I always get the feel that Mel is auditioning and he's displaying everything that he can do. And I feel like saying, Mel, you got the gig. And then what I wish I would hear sometimes is a little more of the story. I like to hear him dig a little deeper. He can. And he has done this on occasion. I don't think he does this here. Also, there's one interesting thing that he does do on the end of the bridge right at that poignant moment Mm -hmm. he holds that last part of the bridge into the beginning of the last last section of the tune i often have singers that i work with hold that last love into the next thing and use it as true love for sale that's an interesting thing that he brings to the tune.
0: Well, I mean, he really was approaching it more as an instrumentalist. Oh, no question. Who happened to
1: be singing. Yeah, I, mean, I, got, I got these words here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he has those vocal chops. He really yeah. can do Oh, he those. has tremendous vocal chops. Yeah. If, however, I was just thinking, if you were to do this tune in the second person, you would have to take on the persona of the procurer. Oh, goodness.
0: I hadn't thought of that.
1: Uh, <laughs> I unfortunately did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, I think we'll leave Love for Sale right there, and we're going to end with our bonus track, a song that comes from the Broadway musical Damn Yankees, written by Richard Adler and Jerry Ross. And this is another very seductive number entitled Whatever Lola Wants. Oh, yes. We're going to hear it sung by one of the great jazz singers of all time, Sarah Vaughn. Ernie, this comes from a pop record that she made in the early 1960s on Mercury, and this record was produced by a gentleman I know that you've worked with in the past, and I'm referring to Quincy Jones.
1: Yes, Quincy was running the show over at Mercury.
0: He was sort of an A&R guy, signing a lot of acts, and this was kind of a departure for Sarah to do sort of, I guess, what would be considered a
1: pop record. Well, her work for Mercury was in this kind of vein, doing a lot of pop material, Mm -hmm. which Quincy was criticized for putting this great jazz performer in this particular genre, but they were very successful for her, and here we are still playing this stuff.
0: Yeah, and they're great records. want to point out to our listeners, you'll notice they employ on this record the device known as overdubbing. So you'll hear Sarah Vaughan actually harmonize with
1: herself, which is a very nice texture. And it's very big at this particular time.
0: Yes. So why don't we listen to our bonus track today. This is the song... Whatever Lola Wants sung by Sarah
3: Vaughan. Whatever Lola wants Lola gets And little man Little Lola wants you Make up your mind to have no regrets No
5: regrets
3: Recline yourself Resign yourself You're through I always get What I aim for And your heart and soul Is what I came for Whatever love No, the, gets. No, the gets. Take off your coat. Don't you know you can't win? Can't win. you never, never win. You're no exception to the rules. I'm irresistible, you fool. Give in. Give you never win. Whatever Give. love. I always get
5: what
3: what? what? What I aim for and your heart and soul is what I Take off your coat Don't you know you can't win Can't win, you'll never, never win You're no exception to the rule I'm irresistible, you fail Give in, give in, you'll never win Give in, give in. you'll never win Give in
0: Sarah Vaughn singing Whatever Lola
1: Wants. Oh, slap me, please,
0: Sarah. (laughs) Jeez. Whoa. Talk about confidence, huh? (laughs) Yes. My goodness.
1: Now, keep in mind that in the damn Yankees, that Lola is... A witch or something? She works for the devil. Right, exactly. She's She's an agent. Right, exactly. She's been
0: conjured up to try to seduce a baseball player. That's right. Joe Hardy. Oh, okay. Boy, Sarah really... She she she? (laughs) sure delivered that song. Wow. Nothing tragic about that. That's just pure seduction. Yes,
1: yes. And control all the way. Absolute uh, control.
0: Yes, that's a very confident woman. (laughs) Well, Ernie, we've had a lot of fun today spending the first part of the hour listening to various renditions of Cole Porter's
1: Love for Sale. It's such a rich, rich tune. So wonderful in a variety of ways. A dramatic tour de force and just a great piece of music.
0: And we got to listen to Ella Fitzgerald sing it and Mm -hmm. Julie London and Art Tatum's take on it. And we finished with Mel Torme. Great artists. Absolutely. And we finished with our very sensual bonus track of Whatever Lola Wants, sung by Sarah Vaughan.
1: Yes, in a very vivid fashion.
0: Again, my co-host this week has been Cleveland area saxophonist, composer, and educator Ernie Krivda.
1: It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much, Ernie. We'll look forward to the next time. You've been listening to I've heard that song before. I'm your post-show hunter, and we'll see you next week.
1: I've heard that song before. Is a production of The Front Porch People. Listen to more great conversations at thefrontporchpeople.com.